0: Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world, this is your host for the David Harris Jr. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today I have the privilege of having one of my good friends back on the show with me today. He just recently sent shockwaves around the world, and I do mean around the world, when he had the opportunity to stand in the Rose Garden of the White House and share not only what his company, My Pillow is doing to help combat this crisis, to help help a uh, Americans during this crisis, but then he also wrote something off the cuff that literally made a lot of people kind of go insane. Uh, without further ado, my good friend, uh, Mr. Mike Lindell of My Pillow. Mike, how are you doing today, my brother?
1: David, I'm, I'm getting a little hoarse, but we're I'm getting through. Getting through I'm, uh, I've done a lot of interviews since. I, I've sent a lot of people talking about the talking about the Lord and reading the Bible.
0: I know. I think you shared with me yesterday, you've done like over 60 interviews since your declaration at the White House just a few days ago.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think we're up to 66 interviews now.
0: Wow. Well, it's an honor and a privilege to have you on. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy, extremely busy schedule while you're literally trying to help save American lives with all you're doing with your manufacturing, to help produce masks, and even more. We're going to get into a lot of that today. But friends, if you haven't already followed Mike Lindell, please follow him on Twitter. Twitter has been shadow banning him, without a doubt. Some of his tweets should have done tremendously more that they did, that they've done. And he's uh, real Mike Lindell on Twitter, also on Instagram. And yeah, he's somebody that needs, absolutely needs our support we're so honored for what you're doing for all of us right now. So, Mike, let's let's just talk a little bit about, about that, that day at the White House. Did you have any idea going into that day that you were going to have an opportunity to speak in front of the world in the Rose Garden?
1: No, no I didn't. I was actually invited to a, a roundtable event, and I thought it was, by, it was invited by the vice president for these other other CEOs. And, and I said, well, how, I asked in the email, I said, well, how? You know how many have been there? What is it? I've been to a roundtable event there before, and uh made the USA thing in uh, 2017. And and they said, uh, yeah, there'll be about four or five companies that are helping out in the country, making masks or make face masks or ventilators or whatever it is. And I said, but then then I got an email. I said, yeah, I'll come. And then I got an email back and said, could you give us some remarks that we, that uh, uh, we want to prove to read? And I thought, wow, that's kind of strange. I a round table to read remarks. And I, so I'm going, I'm writing them. I'm just kind of, you know, wrote these remarks and not getting into, you know, pretty formal, because, you know, that remarks and about what the, they wanted to know what your company is specifically doing and stuff. So I, I sent them in. I didn't hear back and I flew out there and I get there and, and we go into this round table event and there's the vice president. And there's these three other CEOs. I've already four, and myself and. We start going around the table and everybody tells what's going on. And then the, the president came in and he talked for a little bit to each one of the CEOs and myself uh, and uh said what well, we're all doing, you know, we need to get more other other businesses involved. And and then he leaves, you know, and he said and the vice president says, We're all gonna you all get to come out to the Rose Garden, you know, we're gonna and uh I said, Well, we didn't get to do our our talks. He says, Oh, he might invite you up on stage to talk. And I'm going, What? <laughs> and, uh, and now we, went in, we this is the actual piece of paper. And we, so I had this paper, I pulled it out of my pocket. And as you can see, here's the remarks, the typewritten remarks. Now I, yeah. I'm start, I started on them and I started scratching them off and changing the front. And then I said, you know, if I get to talk out there, I want to give a message of hope to the people. So while they were all talking, I, I get down on the back and I start making notes and I got little arrows. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Like this goes down here and then you read here and come back up here and go back down here. And, you know, and all of a sudden the, the president comes through and and they go, You got um you guys were all going to be seated in the Rose Garden. And I'm going, Wow, I don't get to copy it down. So my quick prayer was, Lord, please if I do say this, let me read my writing. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause I'm good>. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: I've seen your notes and, uh, before I've been in meetings with you earlier this year for your uh, launch of the Lindell recovery network. I've seen your, <laughs> I've seen your notes. So I could see that from the screen, watching it live. I was like, Oh, he just wrote those.
1: Yes, absolutely. I did. And they, and so then as you all seen on TV, the president calls me up now. I prayed. I said, Lord, just let me, if I'm going to do this, let it be you, you know? Yeah. And as you see, when I stopped, I just felt right. That's when I asked the president, do you mind, uh, can I say something off the cuff now? And he said, yes. Well, let me. And, and, then, I, and then I read this writing, but I watched it a few times. And it's kind of priceless because he's looking at it going, he's probably thinking, how is he reading that sheet? <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> But I've I watched it, and normally I can't watch myself after I've done something. I get too critiqued, but I've watched that four or five times because I was worried that I skipped a word or whatever, and it was word for word off there that I had wanted what I wanted to say. Boy, it's really resonated. Do You know, you know David, since I did that, not only would talk, you know, talk about the left attacking me and all the bad, you know, like Jim Acosta was right 10 feet from me. He's attacked. one of the good things that's come out of it is the country, I've read all over the places, the Bibles, uh, I'm not going to say the department store, I mean, the the store, online store, but they ran out of children's Bibles three times since last Monday.
0: Wow. People
1: are buying Bibles. So, I mean, it went out there. I mean, it really got the word out there. And people, you know, they're calling, you know, we got your back, Mike, you'd have one person attack, one one troll attack it's just like we you know that I told you before when they used to say, boycott Mike Lindell in my and my pill. And another person would say, don't boycott him. He'll double his ass. We see enough of that guy. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, they well, definitely picked the right. wrong guy to mess with. I actually have the clip. I'd love to play the clip for everybody to just revisit because it was such a declaration, Mike. I mean, I don't think that you. I don't think you will truly understand how much your words reverberated throughout the world and especially America until you get to heaven. When we get to heaven, I think we'll get to see impacts that we didn't even know that we had here on Earth. I think that you're going to be blown away. But let's let's watch this clip. This is right after you read your your written statement and then you turn to the president and say, I got something else. Can I read it? Let's enjoy this together.
1: Now I wrote something off the cop if I can read this. Okay. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016 to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned his back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get to home to get back in the word. Read our Bibles and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Please come on up. I did not know he was going to do that, but he's a friend of mine and I, I do appreciate it. Thank
0: you. Wow. <laughs> you just nailed it. I mean, so precise, so direct. You know, our nation had turned its back on God. Expound on that for me. What 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 went into you writing those words? You nailed several different points there. You know, expound on that first right. one, would you?
1: You know, for me, you know, it, you know, everybody kind of I think everybody knows my backstory. I was an ex-addict in many different ways. Cocaine, then crack and gambling. It's all in my book. But, you know, when I came out of addiction, there were so many bad things going on in that, you know, help my friends, besides my friends being unemployed, losing their houses and a, a president giving money to an evil empire. And But then I see all these things going on in our country that. Well, what did I miss? You know, they're calling a marriage, but it's not. You know, um, it, you have you have marriages that are uh, between two guys and two women. In the Bible, it's between a man and a woman. You know, I'm thinking to myself, at least call it something else. You know, don't mm. call it a marriage. Call it something else because this is in my where my Christianity is, and and just so many things, abortion, and all these these things. It's like there were no God in our schools in my. Where I'm at in Minnesota, it was completely where the school I grew up in, all in my, you know, my kids are coming home, or my grandkids now, I guess, and, they, and their niece and nephews. So I'm going, what are they having? What are they teaching you guys? They had taken God out of our schools, and yeah. it was just to me, Even you know, this is when we were getting away from Merry Christmas. I mean, I went into stores. I, I won't name one, but it starts with a tar and ends with a get. And, uh, <laughs> and they, had took, they had took Christmas out of their stores and yeah. took, you know. Things that I work with, like the Salvation Army, where you ring a bell and they took that out. It was like we were going away from God. So everything I said there, that's my belief and that's my reality. A nation had turned its back on God. I believe that the, you know, for me, I look at things as an opportunity. Before this pandemic happened, I was launching, as you know, the biggest recovery network in this country, the Lindo Recovery Network. And that I'm viewing addiction as an opportunity to get people back to God. And I had talked to people and said, you know what? When do people reach out to God more? When they're in trouble, you know, and you know what? We're in trouble. And, you know, God gave God did give us grace on November 8, 2016. But this is a, this is the time now, you know, we were going, you know, to get us going the right direction and to bring us back to God and bring us back to our families. The things that have happened, they did a poll. They did a poll in a prison. This was done. I might have told you this, David, before. But how many people are inmates now? These are felons were in the prison. Both their parents are both their parents got married, planned to have the child, had the child, and were still married while the guy's still in prison. Zero percent. Wow. Zero. Wow! That shows you how important God and family is to growing up. Yeah, you know we've got fatherlessness and all these things in our country that we've gone away from, and it starts with uh, it starts with Jesus Christ. It starts with God.
0: Well, and, the family uh, unit is a unit that is embodied in it and resembles what God of the what the God of the Bible, our, our Papa, mandated that a family should look like, and then created life around that family structure. You know, George Soros and so many of his organizations are actually pushing for an abolishment of the family unit. You know, you shared just a minute ago how, you know, when you were getting out of your addiction, it was a little over 10 years ago that the president was giving money to an evil regime. It's like such a night and day difference. If people really just take a step back and look at the difference between the past president Obama and this current president Donald Trump, every single believer. Of any faith, I don't care if you're Catholic, I don't care, you know, if you're evangelical or Episcopalian or whatever. Every person of faith should absolutely be championing this president. The last president was the first president to actually make a an appearance at a Planned Parenthood rally at an event. He spoke at the event. He was wow. pushing for for more abortions. You know, my mom shared with me, pay attention to how politicians vote instead of instead of what they say when they're on uh, on stage. And Obama supported late-term abortion. He he voted against babies getting uh, medical treatment that survived abortions. And here now we've got the opposite side of the spectrum, Donald Trump, the first president, sitting president, to make an appearance at a March for Life event, not just speak up on a on a speakerphone, but actually make an appearance. And he's done so much to protect the lives of unborn babies. So it is such a night and day difference from, from what we've got yeah, from these honest, presidents. And it's...
1: I want to say something on the abortion thing. Yeah. They, you know, they, and people you look at, we were such a small voice as Christians, as people in this country. You know, nobody would speak up. People ask me all the time, what's the best thing the president's done so far? One stands above everything. He smashed political correctness because yes. it was a joke. I mean, when you couldn't speak out your, your mind, I went to, I went to, I had my movie on planned a year ago. If everyone knows the movie On Planet, it was a true story of Abby Johnson. She worked yes. for Planned Parenthood, seen the horrific things that were going on. And she left there and now is the, the biggest advocate, um, uh, pro-life person out there. And Absolutely. I, I was love Abby to be in this movie, finance, finance the movie. We went out to California for the red carpet event a year ago, almost to the day. And there were all these protesters there. And they go, hey, Mike, can we get your picture? Can we get your picture? So I, I, I'm friends with everyone. I'm not going. I go. I go walking right over there, and they're taking pictures. And I go, "What's wrong with you guys? Are you guys really this much? You know, you know, pro-choice?" And they go, "No, we're getting paid. Every one of them was getting paid."
0: Wow. And
1: this is where I believe we're at. I believe we're at today, David. Today, you know, you see our president's rating up over sixty some percent. How he's handling this. Yes. Let me tell you what I told him. I had a tweet there. I mean, I had text messages I give from my friends and they're traditional liberals, whatever. And they're just on the left. But they're not there. What they've done, the one tweet said, or I mean, the one text said, Mike, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump, but God bless him. He's doing a great job. I think he's growing on me. He's turning me. And yes, this is what's happening. People it is. are starting to see through the masquerade Of these, um, of the CNNs, the MSNBCs, these hosts, these Twitter trolls, these things that aren't real and these paid off things by, you know, that are paid people. And we had a thing in Minnesota and I still, I still believe it's true. We had this homeless thing last, last year where it was right before the winter. And all of a sudden, all these homeless people showed up on this highway, this strip of highway and, and outside of Minneapolis. And it was all over the news, our crazy papers, and everyone's going. And then they were going to do something Well, all they did was drive them back where they they were because they were important. I know they were. I know all the homeless shelters and stuff that I deal with and help out. And it didn't go up. Well, where'd they all go? They're not going to stay there for the winter, and they weren't there before. Something's going on. And this is, I, I feel it this week when I was attacked all week. It's like a rerun of 2016 when I went all in for the president. This is what we're up against. This is that we've got this. And what a shame. We got this huge, this hidden war, this here, this the most horrific thing to ever happen, this pandemic. And then they're, and then they're attacking things still for their own evil agenda.
0: It it is, it is ridiculous. But I agree with you, Mike. I think that more people are waking up while the left just continues to use this crisis as a way to try to drive a wedge between America and this president, and they continue to lie about him. I had a lady on my show last week, on one of my podcasts last week, that was a 20-year Democrat, and she was supporting Beto O'Rourke. And when he when he fell out, she said, there's no way I'm going to support Biden or Bernie. And she so she really started paying attention to what the president was doing. Then she saw... How the mainstream media and these democrat politicians were attacking the president over how he's been handling the coronavirus and she said you know what this is ridiculous she said i'm I'm gonna vote for donald trump this year she's like i'm done right right
1: and you know it's just like what i did you know speaking there since since i spoke last monday i've already seen on cnn and stuff came right out of don lemon's mouth you know we should be showing all that stuff on you know, we should just take out parts of it—the important parts. What does he mean by the important parts? You know what he means. Yeah. Let's just use the uh, the here. We'll take this out here and put this does this, and then we'll, t- we'll take another piece. Why don't they just go make it at home? and You can do it now and, and make up whatever video you want. That's what CNN should do because that's all it is anyway. You
0: know, well, did you see crazy? The, I did you see the clip where CNN was actually playing the Rose Garden? And when you got up to speak, they cut away from it.
1: Yeah. Right. And that's what, you know, uh, that's what's very upsetting to me. It's like, you know, how if it had been if it had been any other CEO, um, it, well, that that and the fact that, you know, that they know they know I'm very I've been very outspoken as, as uh, with uh, the president. But any other CEO that is and doesn't have that big platform. They wouldn't have cut away on them. You know that. Come on. No.
0: No, you know? they know you're a Christian. They you know, they they know you support like, the president. You know and what? they didn't want their audience to hear what you had to say.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? What's really nice is I'm running ads right in the middle of CNN primetime now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Share that. You were telling me that yesterday. Tell me. Tell me how you got ads on CNN during primetime.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just, just so everybody knows, that's not true. That's uh that's absolutely to brand to get the message to the people through. They see that these people will get to see who I am, even, yes. through the you know, seeing the commercials over and over again. And maybe they can Google, you know, Google my website and stuff and actually see and all the things that are there that shows, you know, that the, that where I come from. I come from a place I was never a politician. I didn't know anything about politics, never voted. I came out of addiction and I had like a blank slate. And I'm looking at this going, well, gee, you got this and this. Where's the common sense ball? Right here. Where's common sense ball? I want to tell everyone this. I did not like, a, there were Republicans in the last election, said, they came to me and said, Mike, will you help me do a donor event? And I said, no, you're pro-choice. And they go, no, I'm not. I'm right in the middle. And I said, there is no middle. I said, yes. here would be the headlines on CNN. Mike Lindell goes against his Christian values to back a Republican. I said, yep. I am in, I call it the common sense party. That's what our president's done to the Republican party. He's turned that into a common sense party. But before yes. this, there was there were things going on over traditional things I might not have agreed with. You follow me? I yeah, mean, absolutely. Done, it, should be, it should be one party anyway. You get the right person. Just call it the common sense party. You know, that's what it should be. This is crazy. When you have crazy things over here on the left, like, oh, let's go do this. Where we were at was against him. He was showing us. He showed you know what the president showed us before this pandemic. How do you argue with every single thing that was done and where we were going? Every every single friend of mine that you know, they're all they were all employed. They all had the wages were going up. That's why we all can have hope during this pandemic that you know what we're going to get back to that place and even better faster than anybody could ever in history. And we all yes. know that, that we have that hope because we've been there.
0: That's exactly right. And you can't argue with that. Nobody can argue with that. Everything you said in there, it was a reminder. And it's what I've been sharing on my show and on my podcast. This president got us to lowest unemployment ever in the black community, lowest unemployment in the Hispanic community, 50 plus year low for for women, jobs coming back, manufacturing jobs coming back. And I truly believe it's like, you know, as a person of faith, I try to always find the silver lining and, say, and I always love, I anchor my life to that verse, Romans 8, 28, God can cause all things to work together for the good to them who love him and know Amen. him. And I absolutely believe that our president loves God. I mean, he has championed Christian values. He's prayed in Jesus' yes. name. When's the last time you heard a president pray in Jesus' name?
1: Right. No, absolutely. I mean, only, you know, he's the most praying, praying president we ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say this too, and you brought up just, I'm going to put in a little political politics there. The, uh, when you say the lowest black unemployment, which is true and all that, but except for, the, you know, the highest one in the country was my home state of Minnesota.
0: So wow. if anybody
1: had heard rumors of me ever running for governor. You never know. Okay. I see a lot of things not that didn't follow our great president's policies. And in my home state, we've got, we've got a few problems that might not have other places. So if I ever if I did run, God would. You, know, you have to hear it from the Lord. But also, whoever does run, uh, you know, or whatever that person is going to be, these are problems we have. It's going to be pretty easy to win in Minnesota this time around because we've all had it.
0: Well, I hope that if uh, if that uh, you know we need individuals like you in politics. I get people asking me all the time if I'm going to run, and I have the same answer. I have to know God is directing me to go there. And if I do know that, then I will, brother. If God directs you to run for governor of Minnesota, I believe you'll absolutely win, and you'd turn that state around.
1: Right. Yes, I do. I do too. And I think because I hear it from the the people, and you know, we just we've seen hope in other places, and we've just we've had it with all this stuff that's that's went on there for decades and decades and decades. It needs it needs to be fixed. But you know what? We'll have to see. We get. Obviously, we got bigger things right now with the pandemic that yeah. but when we come out of this, it's gonna be a different space we're in. And you know, to be able to take look at the look at, people are gonna see having some somebody that's not a politician. Let me tell you what I learned since uh since I started learning all about politics. Number one, that they, they affect us in everything we do. Decisions made by politicians affect everything. My recovery network. I can't get a get a counselor to counsel an addict in thirty some states unless they went to school for four years or college. Wow, kept, swam three miles, crossed three bridges. I'm going. Are you kidding me? I want to hear from an addict that's made it through. Fell in the Lord. I want. I want him to be my counselor. And these yeah. are just different things in different sectors that we have to roll back. And and it, where you have common sense businessmen that should be running it, and not career politicians. I, I've seen it now. Now I see it, how they can have their own agendas, how they can have, they don't have the people's back. We are so yeah. blessed to have a president that doesn't need the money, that doesn't, he smashed with political correction. He's going to make decisions with this pandemic. I'm going to get everybody a little comfort here. When I left the White House, I was there for five hours. And I'll tell you what, when I left there, I, I'm i an optimistic person. You know that, David. I'm yes. about, uh, you know, I am optimist, but I that rose tenfold knowing what, what i was hearing in there things like this that one governor had called the president i guess it was going to take seven months of red tape to get something done he did it in four days by making phone calls and he wow it's just common sense what do we need this for what do we need this for you know he told me a, a story in, in the white house there these pens that they were giving out on taxpayers money that before he got there these like two thousand dollar pens he goes I had them redone. I had them made them nice. They're $5. You know, <laughs> see, that's, that's just common sense. You know, yes. common sense, you know, what, and they're beautiful. They're better. They write better. They're beautiful. But just things like that. I mean, you know, to be able to fix, here's a problem, here's a solution, and what is it going to manifest to? And to yes. have a businessman that's in through it. So smart.
0: Well, and it brings it reminds me of the woman rink in New York where the city had spent millions of dollars. The this ice skating rink had been uh, it couldn't be used for a couple of years. I forget how many years it hadn't been used. And the city had ran through millions of dollars of budget and it still didn't work. Donald Trump said, you know what? I'll get it fixed. He fixed it under budget. He fixed it uh, in a few months and gave the, the city of New York something uh, beautiful back. And it's just it's a history. He has a history of doing that, uh, getting things, getting the job done. I love your I love your declaration, your title, just the common sense president. He's made a habit and a lifestyle out of doing extremely well, following a lot of a lot of and wisdom, this, a lot of common sense.
1: This what we need. And this is what we need right now. Yes. Because you don't have time to have let's have little meetings and you know, bring people in to gather information. is an informational background, vacuum. But you don't have time to change FDA laws and, and Congress to meet to do this. We're moving in a real time where people can be, are, are dying and things have to be made in real time, real yes. time decisions. And so, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to name the certain governors, but there are Democratic governors. I'm very, actually very pleased with that. Actually, I, I go, wow, they put their politics aside. And on national TV, one of them was on a very bad show that's and. uh, I won't say the show, but it starts with a V. And that person person was from, you know, he was, I believe it was the governor of California. And they were trying to get him to say bad things about the president, how he's not helping. And he couldn't even say it. He goes, you know what? We've had our differences, but he got things done. He's the reason. He said, we asked him for this. He answers his phone. He gets it done that day. He doesn't wait around. That's his focus. They got an emergency going on." How are we going to solve it? Just a minute, I'll take care of it. Boom, it's done, it's done. This is what's saving lives and this is what's going to get us to where we need to be faster than anything. If you'd have looked at this with anybody else in charge and say, how are we going to get out of this? And what's it's going to manifest afterwards? And you've got some career politician in place there, it would be like, wow, this is going to take decades. I think everyone's got a confidence because it's our president. Even people over here that won't say, they're going to thank God that Donald Trump is in charge of us right now because there's no other one that could get us through. That's why I said right on TV, God chose it for such a time as this. I said that. Yes. And I stand by that. I you know, this is like this is the greatest revival in history. And that's when God gave us grace. This isn't for, this is to bring people back to Jesus. And you know, that's what it is.
0: I think I definitely believe that it will do that. I think it's beautiful to hear that the children's books are sold out at uh, targets around the country after you, after your statement, I know you shared with me yesterday as well, that uh, vice president Pence kind of pulled you aside after you shared that, after you made that declaration, what did the vice president say to you? If you can share that with us.
1: He was kind of, he was kind of speechless. He just was, he goes, Mike, that's so brave or, you know, like, like, know, to get the word out, you know, I, cause I'm going, did I say, should I have said that? And he just gave me a, like, almost like he couldn't, he couldn't hug me, but, but it was like a hug without hugging, you know, I, I can't even describe it. It was just, it made me feel good that I had said the right thing and I listened to the Lord and did what I, sh- what I was supposed to do. You know, yeah. my platform, God gave me a platform with my pillow that's bigger than anything. That's his platform. And if that's, if that's to use for my loud mouth I have to spread the word, I'm going to use it. And But the vice president was, he was, he just, I can't remember the exact words. It's like if you, if, if it wouldn't have been during this pandemic, I, we would have been a hug and going, you know, thank you for your being brave. Thank you for everything you're doing to help the country. I Not mean, just those words, but that's my passion. It's always been, no matter what we've ever been in, whether it was the hurricanes, whether it was the campfires in California, I want to help. I want to give back. And this way, I'm doing it in a really big way. I mean, I want to just, uh, you know, because we've got to think for after the fact so we're never reliant on China again for our yeah. medical supplies. Our manufacturing needs to be here, but it also needs to be the right kind, the kind we rely on in times of this, like this.
0: I know uh, yesterday you'd shared that Mike had thanked you and congratulated you and said that he felt like something opened up in the heavens when you shared.
1: Oh yeah yeah, it started like uh I mean this is like gonna open up um, yeah, I can't remember the exact words here I, I had them yesterday, like this would be the start of 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 everybody being brave enough to get the word out, you know what I mean mm. to, it, like a start of the i I took it like to in my mind going, well, this is the start of the revival, this is like lighting the lighting the fire for Jesus,
0: yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know all because, right. Because what's happening is, I've heard from Australia, Israel, I'm getting texts from all over the world. They're playing it on their TVs over there, you know, because it's not every day someone just said, and then you got people, you shouldn't separate church and state or whatever. He shouldn't have been up there. The president didn't know I was going to say it, you know. Right. I'm sorry. My mistake. My mistake. Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, but people, but, everyone's rising up and standing behind me. These, these people that attacked your, your uh, cable talk show host, your nighttime host. I know there was a nighttime host that said, we're going to have Mike Lindell on tonight for my pillow. He's here to talk about absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, these, these slams or whatever, I mean, but you know what, then you've got all that is that's reaching the other side. That's Mm. reaching, you know, that's reaching over and saying, Hey, you guys, you know, this isn't about Donald Trump. I I was never, you know, a perfect example. I want all the listeners out here to listen to this. In 2016, I didn't know, you know, you go further back another year before that when Donald Trump said he was running. I didn't know a liberal from a conservative, a Republican from a Democrat. I had never voted. Politics, politics that's for somebody else. I got better things to do, you know. Well, when I went when by the summer of sixteen, I was Donald Trump reached out to me and said, Mike, will you meet me in Trump Tower in New York City? And I'm going, Wow, this is surreal. Well, anyway, I go to meet with him. It's a private meeting. And we, he wanted to know about me making stuff in the USA, the manufacturer. We talked, I told him I was an ex crack addict. We talked about addiction in this country, and he was gonna keep the drugs out with a wall. All these things we talked about. I'm going, man, he's gonna be the greatest president ever. And I walked wow. out and I talked to all his employees or a lot of them and every one of them. And these were women, African-Americans, Hispanics. There wasn't, you know, they say, Oh, he only hires. No, that was 99%. I go, where, you know, where's the white guys, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm talking to all them and, but I'm talking to all them and they're going, he's the best boss ever. You know, wow. he's, the, he's uh he does something personally for me. I went back to Minnesota and I got there and I did a press release out against my boards, better, better judgment. They say, Mike, you're going to ruin our company. Half the people, you can't go all in, but you can't say it. I said, the Lord's leading me to do that. I didn't get this far by not you know, saying the God. And I did a press release, August of 2016. I said, hey, I had a meeting with Donald Trump. you think your biggest, uh, you know, back then they'd say, Mike, are you walking across the street? How fast are you going to walk? And I did Yeah, this, everybody wanted to get a press
0: release and- from you back then.
1: Everybody wanted a press release. But this time, it was silence, except for you're a racist. I'm going, wait a minute. I grew up in Minneapolis down there. What are you telling me? I'm a racist. I'm starting to argue with these people going, where is this coming from? You guys have known me all my life. And this wow. is the media called me a racist. They called me. Stuff I can't even put down. And I'm going, who are these emails coming from? At the-? I called down to the studios, the news things. And they're going, oh, we don't know where it came from. Well, yeah, OK. Well, anyway, then, of course, then, as you know, and this is even in my book, then, of course, then I went all in. I mean, you tell me you're going to tell me that I'm going all in. Obviously, evil does not want him to win. And then right. he won. And then it didn't stop there. Oh, no. They they went after me for lawsuits. And they chewed my pillow saying we we had done all these things that called myself a sleep expert. And apparently in California. You have to go to school for four years to be a sleep expert. I've forgotten more about sleep than that guy will ever know. That Superman the super <laughs> you know, So is that the business bureau trophy from an A plus to an F? These are things that have, can happen to you. But you know what? Anyone out there, you know, you that are listening out there, if you went all in, I went all in back when before the president. I'll tell you one more thing. I wore my cross on TV when I first wore my cross on TV in 2011. And I'm out there, and I was my only call center, and I'm taking the calls. People would call me up, and it didn't matter if they were atheists or what they were. They're slamming me for wearing a cross and speaking out for Jesus. And I was attacked. And this is what we up, up again. This is spiritual warfare, people. This is not just, you know, this is good and evil. Because I'll tell you what, not everybody's like that. This is a, the, the media that's you. These are this a war room that sits in a war room and sends out trolls. You ever look on your Twitter and your Facebook, and you got like this guy's got like he says something really bad about me or bad about anybody? He says oh yeah, well you've got three friends, you know. What are you gonna? He's only got either he's only got three friends because he's so evil, or he's a bot or a troll. It's only oh, those one of those.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think you're speaking to people that are listening right now to this podcast, and if and if you guys that are listening didn't hear my first interview with Mike Lindell, it was just about a month ago. There's two parts. It's on my podcast. Go search for it and find it. It was amazing. It was. It had to be one of the most fun podcasts that I've ever done. We got to do it in person uh, at the at the Trump boardroom meeting meeting room called the Donald Trump boardroom at the Trump Hotel in Washington D.C. Go listen to that next. Share that with friends. It was amazing. But I want to get into. I just really felt like God was speaking as you were sharing. You know, there's so many believers out there. That they're either, they're either not courageous enough. They feel the fear. You know, they feel like, you know, maybe my words aren't going to matter. They're not going to mean enough. The individuals that should be writing op eds. They should be starting a blog. They should have started, you know, video videos on TikTok or Instagram or, or what have you, or should have written a book. There's so many in- individuals, so many believers, I believe that are listening right now that have had dreams that they felt like have come from God and they've, they've not pursued them. And maybe for fear, maybe for, you know, feeling like they're not enough or they don't have enough. What would you say to that person right now that's listening, that has had a dream, that's let it go to the side, you know, from you overcoming everything you've overcome and then you being slandered like crazy to then being in the Rose Garden at the White House delivering a message for the president of the United States? What would you say to that person listening right now that's battling fear? I would,
1: The number one thing is Take fear out of the equation. Let me tell you a statistic, and I don't know if it's true. I'm sure they'll fact check it out there. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I don't know where the nine's in. Of everything you worry about, never comes true. Now that's every from a little worry like what am I going to wear today? What if what if I get coffee on my suit? Should I wear? Should I bring a spare suit with me? Uh, what if I do this? Should I be, You can't live in fear. And one of yeah, the things that's so good. That, that people put us in, political correctness put us in, was one of the things you do not speak out about God, especially say the name Jesus. Right. And you know what? You just can put it out there. Look at me. I'm sitting just fine. God rewarded me for speaking out. It's my, my pillow. We're so busy. We're not just making face masks. We're still, we're busy. You know, God rewards me and he's going to reward you. And he's going to reward you. Just do what you want. Do those dreams. Follow your dreams, but also we were put here, to, you know, you got it just because you believe in God and, you know, you better get that personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you better spread the good word. We need to spread the word. We're all in this together. We need this. This is the time for the great revival. We need to tell our brothers and sisters and say, look at the miracles in our own life. I want everyone in my books called What Are the Odds? And let me tell you what I mean by that.
0: I've got it right here, brother. I've got it right here. I'm going to
1: read a little thing. I'm going to read a little thing in the front. This is the, this is the front here. In this life, we all experience moments, sometimes so unique or unusual that we pause and say, wow, what are the odds that could happen? And if something like that happens again, maybe we say, oh, it's just a coincidence. How many once in a lifetime events do we attribute to simple chance before we believe that perhaps it's something more? At what point do you ask yourself, is it all just luck or have I experienced a miracle? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I would use medical odds to go, this can only be God. This can only be Jesus. And I'll tell you what, when we're talking about addiction, I'm going to throw in a little side thing here. When we're all sitting at home during this pandemic and everyone's sitting there, and now you're addicts at home and you can't get your drugs and you can't get, you know, you're feeling bad right now and this feeling, and you're already down over the physical thing, but now it's a mental thing. And you not only get your app on your Bible, get your Bible app on your phone, but every single person out there knows somebody your age and your same drug that's made it through, and you have got to get him on the phone and you got to FaceTime him. You got plenty of time now. Face that's your hope match. That's your hope match. You reach yes. out to him. Your commonality of drug and your and your your age, and he, and you got to figure out how you know how did he do it. You're gonna find out it's Jesus. And I said it before. I think I said. I don't know whose show I said. It. This could be a giant AA meeting across the country. But I'll tell you, it's, there's only one higher power. Let's stick that with. Take out the word "higher power" and put in Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. That's one of those things you can do. But this is the time that we need to do this. And and I'm telling you out there, there's so much hope right now. You've got to have the hope. I, my story. My story. I didn't do all this. That can only be God. My friends see me on TV back in 17 when I was sitting there. I went to the White House for the first time and the president invited me there. And for the USA Manufacturing Summit, and I walked to that White House. I'm going, wow. One of the pictures I seen growing up was I was a big fan of Elvis Presley. And I said, and I seen him a picture with Richard Nixon. And I go, and you know what? I'm going, wow. He got to meet a president. I don't care who the president was. I mean, here's Elvis Presley. But all I could think of was Elvis how who was that? He got to meet a president. And I walked into the White House. One of the first things I seen on the wall was that picture. That picture oh, of
0: and,
1: and I dreamed when I was a little kid. And, and now I walked into the, the, the big room, and I, all our name tags are there. And, I, and there's my name tag, Mike Lindell. And I, this guy here, he didn't have a name tag. I said, who's sitting here? And then when my little guy, tour guy guy, he goes, the president is. And I go, are you kidding me? And wow. I mean, I had goosebumps going, you can't make this up. God. And now I'm on national TV, and there's me sitting next to the president. And my <laughs> friends, look at that guy. Look at that extract addict sitting next to the president. Oh, he, my God. All along. Jesus is real because there's no way this could happen. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. You take mathematics out there, everybody. You take mathematics and you multiply it. It can only be God.
0: Because yeah. it's
1: impossible. That yes. We're even here. Yeah. There's my sermon, David. There's my sermon, David.
0: <laughs> well, I love it, my brother. I love it. And, you know, I share it. I shared, you know, that I overcame uh, crack addiction as well. I had a long history of cocaine use and then crack use. And it's been almost just over nine years, actually, for myself, the last time that I ever used crack cocaine. And to see what God's done in my life, to be able to stuck got into media by it wasn't even my my choice i had a video go viral that's transpired into now i've got news articles at com trying to deliver no nonsense non-liberal bias news now i have a show now i get to interview individuals like you <laughs> and i get to go to the white house right. i was at the white house <laughs> last month it's the same thing it's like what are the odds i should write what are the odds too yeah. and instead of picture right. it could be you well, and well, me right like there
1: <laughs> well it's like this It's like this. You guys all got to realize out there. One of the things is, you know, ex-crack addicts. It's like they're not known for their speaking. They're tweaking, peeking out windows. They don't want to talk. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, if you'd have told me my calling, I'm sure you too, David, that you'd be doing a, you'd be speaking. That your voice, that was that was going to be your calling. I would have said that's impossible. And and I don't know if that was for you, but that's what it was for me.
0: I've I've actually been a talker. I think my my mom always said, and my dad always said, David, you talk too fast, slow down. So for me, talking has always been just a part of what I've done. It was, you know, I had the in-home sales gig where I'd go in and represent a product and show folks how it worked and either get a sale or not get a sale in an hour or two. So that's always been part of my MO. But to even just those that know where I was at, you know, I was pretty sunken up, 160 pounds. I'm like 245 right now. Uh And this is just nine wow. years ago for, uh, for one of my good friends, Jeff Sawyer, I actually just spoke to him last night. He came to, he came to see me. And if you've seen the Lord of the Rings, there's that one, there's that one, uh, movie where the King has this spirit of death on him. And when you look at him, he just looks like death, you know, when he can't really navigate, you know, and then when the spirit lifts off of him and he just comes back to life after I had my encounter with God that completely shattered all addiction uh, completely quit all the drugs that day. I saw my friend again and he told me, he said, man, David, when I saw you, you looked like that King that had that spirit of death on him. He's like, you look like death. He's all, but now you look like life. It's total. It's a night and day difference. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing what God can do through recovery. I'm really excited for the Linda recovery network.
1: Anyone out there, this story is like mine and David, this is hope. And, you know, reach out yes. to your whole match. We're just, you know, if I was going to, like my friend came to me and he would, we were the same age in 2008, he came to me. We were the same age that started addiction, cocaine at the same time, switched to crack at the same time. And he had been straight for three years or four years. I hadn't seen him. And when he came to me out of the blue, I said, Dick, is it boring? And he said, no, man, it ain't boring. I just, it was a wealth of information that only he could answer. because It's yeah. like my match. David, you and I, when we first talked, because we had so much commonality there, we could relate to all those things from back then when you're, you yep. know, and to show people that hope, you know, that's what people need to see is hope. And yes. I can tell, you know, maybe not everyone will be their calling isn't to be on these platforms that David or I have, but all of us have a calling. Yes. And it certainly isn't to be trapped in a world of addiction. That's for sure. That's the that's devil's right. game there.
0: Yeah, 100%. Let's, let's cover if you, if you would, I'd love to cover the, you know, the, the left are out the, there's individuals that are tweeting things that are basically just trying to blast you and blast your company. Could you, would you mind setting the record straight for me on a few, on a few issues?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. So this, go. this guy, Adam we go. Klassfeld, we go. what is he? He's a reporter for courthouse news. He says, New York city plus international retweets, whatever he said, he put, he blasted my pillow he says, "California prosecutors sued my pillow twice for false advertising, settled both times." Expound on that if you would.
1: OK, I, I, here's, what, here's the way lawsuits work in our company if, or in our country, if you have a company. When they want to attack you, okay, if I, I could have fought them, totally. I sent them all these things they said, you'd stay in your pillow. I wasn't saying my pillow did anything. It was my customers. The testimonials were so good. They had to send them 300,000 names of testimonials, which I did. These were real people with real testimonials. And here's what happens is, so they come after you for another agenda, and then you decide, you have to decide in our country as a CEO, do I want to fight them all the way to the wall and lose my company because I don't have the money to fight them? I don't have the money. They're going to run you out of money. Or you go to mediation, you say... I'm not guilty, but I'll pay this fine because I could be guilty. It's a joke. It's so a what joke. were they That's trying to, was-
0: what were they suing you over? Complaint for equitable relief, including an injunction restitution. So they were basically trying to say that you were making claims. Is that what it boils down to? You were claiming was,
1: that your pillow did things? That said that like for one of, you know, uh, snoring and, you know, have, I have all these testimonials I would post because people, would, all the things my pillow does and, From customers telling you and
0: sending in their testimonials that this is what it helped them with.
1: Right. Absolutely. But the second part of it was the second time I was where the Better Business Bureau went after me. This is really crazy. They, I was up for their, their, their biggest award, their torch award. And, and I had, I don't know, a hundred and some complaints out of 20 some million customers. They told me that I had, you know, I had an A plus. I could have all these complaints and most of the, Every one of those complaints I had answered personally, you know, I got the wrong pillow or whatever it was. And it wasn't even our, it wouldn't even be our pillow, but we had solved every one of them. And we had this A plus rating. Well, the beep the Better Business Bureau came to me right after, right after the Donald Trump won and said, Hey, you got it. You can't do your buy one, get one free anymore. You ran it too long. I said, says who? They said, well, in our internal, in our internal organization, the Better Business Bureau, which by the way is a pay for play institution has nothing to do with the government and, right. and they said and they put they gave me a, they go well, we're going to give you a c i go you just will give me an f nobody will believe that i go why why i'm not going to take my sale down for my customers and right before christmas and you know what they said i said everybody has a retail price and a regular price and they go yeah mike but you're your own manufacturer and i said so if i made it over in china now listen this, if i made it over in china that would be okay. And they said, yes, then I knew it was a political thing. I said, you all wow. ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I marched out of there. They came out with an F on January 2nd, 2012, and it went viral across the country. Mike Lindell, my pillow goes from an A plus to an F. Well, you know what? I had all the media. My dad was in the hospital. All the media attacked me, but all the people stuck up for me. They knew what they were doing was bad and they knew it was frivolous and they, um, and what happened then? Um, or not? 2012? Yeah, it was 2017. It was right after the election. I'm sorry, I got to get that right. Yeah, I think, said, I think you said right 17. I think you said 17. And then, and then it was 2017. And anyway, I they came, they so they came to they, they gave me this F. I left it there. It's still my rating. I'm not, They wanted to move it back up. I said, "You're going to move it back up," and to gets publicity. Well, you're going to move it down again. I call it F for the Better Business Bureau. That means you're doing fantastic because you're bugging them somehow.
0: So your rating still with the BBB is is an F?
1: Oh, absolutely. I left it there. It's an F. It's fantastic. You just don't care. You're not going to play their games. No, I'm not going to play their games. They They are an organization that is paid for play. I could sit here and tell all the things they've done, you know, that they broke their internal rules. It's all about money to them. They're supposed to be protect the consumer. No, it's all about them. There's no protection there. Then you've got another organization called truthinadvertising.org, the most corrupt organization in the United States. I'll put that truthinadvertising.org. Everybody Google that. These are guys that tell you that they'll they'll call it the wall of shame. They put up the president, Mike Lindell, whoever they want to attack, that's who they put up there. Those are the ones that start that. They go to California and they get these lawyers and say, "Hey, guys." Let's go attack Mike Lindell and my pillow because they're doing something really good for the country and their products are made here and they really work. Don't you remember? We want to destroy our home. We want to destroy companies that are doing good in our country so we can bring stuff in from overseas because it's all corrupt. And I've had it. You know, I don't continue to fight this. Entrepreneurs in our country, products get brought in from over. Our entrepreneurs come up with a product. They invent a product here and then they get copied. They get copied by people that you know. have seen on TV things and they copy them and you shows up, you're the entrepreneur, you get to a store and you go, wait a minute, there's something I just invented. Or you go on Amazon and you get lost in these products from overseas. I'm here to protect the entrepreneur. I got a new platform, David, coming out this summer called mystore.com. I've been working on it right before, it was going to launch right before the pandemic. It's going to be a safe place for entrepreneurs and their products. Good old USA. We're going to come, you know, it's kind of like, but when you bring up the lawsuits, it's kind of like you got to live to fight another day. And now yeah. I got a big voice, and those lawsuits get further and further. They tried to destroy me early, see, and they didn't. They didn't get away with it. It's kind of like my pillow got so big so fast; it's too late to close the gate. The cows are out of the park. I ain't going right. anywhere.
0: Yeah, no.
1: I'm here. To, I'm here to fight the corruption. I'm here to fight for Ritz right.
0: And I've seen so many comments. Underneath, you know, I've tweeted, I've retweeted you, I've tweeted, I've had articles written about you from my page, and I see so many com- comments on Instagram on Twitter on Facebook of people saying how much they love your pillows and that they're buying even more because they see this right. backlash that the mainstream media has given you and it's pissing a lot of people off and they're like I'm going to buy more pillows just to support Mike Lindell and I love your sheets I've got your sheets you you blessed me my brother you I remember after I met you in uh, I think January um you were like man I need your address you sent me sheets you sent me pillows it, they've been they've been amazing and I got to tell you I'll be honest My wife wasn't too sure. She was like, I don't know about this. You know, is it really, really going to notice anything, man? She says these have to be the nicest, most comfortable sheets that she's ever slept in. And she loves the pillow as well. She gets great sleep. So huge testament to not only just you you and your heart, when you personally meet people, I know I've had other friends that you've met that uh, same thing. Uh, Your heart is huge for America, for people and your products work and they're made in the United States. It's beautiful.
1: I want to set the record straight here as long as you say it, because here's another attack I've been getting all week. There is, you know, my pillow, 100% made here. My my new towels, they come with U.S. cotton, 100% U.S. cotton. The sheets, though, they there's no weavers or spinners left in the United States. It is impossible to make sheets here in the United States, over 250 thread count. So wow. So everyone, you know, so, so since I had to go over to the to the uh, delta region to get the what is the best cotton in the world and i but well why not since i got to make it over there anyway get the best cotton the, the staples are longer they're stronger i always i always i still buy all the us cotton for my other products i do but until we get weavers or spinners back here which i've been working on i have tried hmm. for three years to get a weaver spinner but i'm not going to let it's like having a diamond you have the best diamonds we don't have diamonds here so you have to so anyone out there you can even people that are curious that aren't bad people they're go well mike why are you doing that i buy probably buy more stuff in the u.s here to support all these companies that I, I did a math one day it's like twenty thousand jobs are created for my bill alone in the u.s but wow. there's certain things do i just not make sheets then the best sheets in the world because i can only get the best cotton out and the camping meter that's why i do that particular product
0: Well, that that makes sense.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. that makes sense. That clears things up. Let's touch on that really quick for a minute. As far as just what CEOs are doing, you know, the mainstream media seems to be given a pass to uh, Michael Roman. He's the CEO of 3M. Michael Roman has been selling masks to other countries, as far as I know, at a hiked up price, trying to take advantage of this pandemic, selling these masks to the highest bidder and giving them an inflated price while we need masks here in America, yet nobody in the mainstream media has given him a bunch of crap. They're giving it to the made in the USA CEO that's employed 20 plus thousand Americans that makes his products in the US that has been championing a made in the USA uh, brand for, for years. And then you just recently actually uh, put in a purchase order for 25 million masks from 3M, is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. I you know I
1: was put in a position not just making my cotton mask, but there's going to be such a need here when we do get back to work and when when the president says, "Okay, here's the plan. You know, we're going to have to have it safe and there's going to be stuff needed, whether it's masks, whether it's uh, we don't know what that footprint will be. But my guess is you're probably going to have masks for a while. I want to go into a place feeling safe. They better have the best safety standards ever. You know, and uh, and I was reading I was just seeing a thing today, David, where there was some you know, whole, whole, whole food stores, I think are owned by Amazon. And we went into one and they, they were, all the employees were upset they didn't have masks because Amazon was behind on their shipment. What? The same guy owns both companies. That's a shame that, wow. that should be, you know, we got to get these things set up to be safe. And one yeah. of the things is we need to get masks and we need to get gowns, gloves. These are all the things I've been hearing about since I set up a MyPillow task force it's not just that i converted my manufacturing over to making masks but i want to get these other things taken care of too so i did I, a company came to me with the uh, and said hey we can get uh, some masks from 3m so i put in a purchase order i hope i i hope i get them i i should um, the the company i guess they got a plant right in my backyard in minnesota and i was looking forward to it and i then i seen that on the news where they was doing these other things so we'll we'll see how it goes but I'm, uh, I'm counting on them. There's so many people counting on them and I, I hope they honor their, uh, you know, that they honor this order because I'm going to follow that up with 25 million more, a hundred million more, whatever it takes, because people have reached out to me from every sector, from government to private sector, everywhere. And I'm not, you know, right now, by the way, right now, please don't call up and tie up our emails and phone lines where I, the masks I'm making are going to the front lines, the hospitals, the first responders, and, we, and we're we not selling masks to the public. I mean, you, right now, we got to go where things are needed, and they're needed in these places where we're saving lives. So yeah. you know, as I'm going to find things in the news. You can always go to michaeljlandell.com and check my name. Google it. You get past all the attacks the, in the video, you'll be able to find my site. And we'll keep you updated out there. But I'm really praying that we get this order that I put in, it's a very large order, and they and it should be fine this week. Uh, but then I seen that stuff that they might be sending them elsewhere, so that's a little disturbing. But we'll see, David.
0: Hopefully, well, I'm appreciative for like you standing to... up for us and uh, and doing what you're doing. Share with us. So you've done. Let's have a little fun. You've done like sixty five, sixty six interviews this last week since you since you had your remarkable you know visit to the Rose Garden. What were some of the funniest? Uh, maybe questions or uh, interviews. What what stood out to you? Maybe the way they try to twist <laughs> things or whatever. What, well, let's have some fun up.
1: with it. <laughs> you guys can all look that one up. I said, you know, I can't see him and see me, but I go, you know, Lou, it's evil. It's just pure evil. And I got him laughing. You know, it's not, these people aren't evil. What they're doing is evil. The stuff they're saying, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. call, I'm not going to judge any person, but I, you know, this is evil. We can explain it because these are all good things companies are doing. And then the other one was radio show. I went on about a six, if anybody look it up, I went on about a five minute rant about or thing about addiction and and, and being at home and getting in your Bible and, and, uh, and what addicts should do for now to, you know, to get, uh, you know, this biggest revival ever. I get done with it. And I, and Sean's kind of, he goes, I don't know what to say to that other than, Amen. And that's how it ended.
0: <laughs> Sean Hannity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, they, but then there was some too that were very, I had, I got interviewed by people magazine and I didn't know they were a very left progressive uh, entity. So, you know, I was just being myself and they came out and I see how, how, how articles can twist your words a little bit, but it wasn't bad because I just say it like it is. I would rather they just say it like it is no matter what I say, you know what I mean? Yeah. and. And they, you know, that was interesting. I learned a lot about, because I, I took all interviews. I didn't care what side they're on. I just did a big interview with uh, yesterday. I, it should be out maybe this week sometime by the um, Washington Post. It was an hour and a half interview.
0: Wow. I, I
1: want to get the message out to everybody. I don't say there's bad people over here, good people over here. We're all in this together.
0: Yes, we are. There
1: shouldn't even be. We should all get behind our president and go, come yes. on, you guys, every business pitch in. Everybody pinch in. This is what, you know, this is class that a lot of our governors are working with the president and he's working with them. There's a lot of good things going on out there that are very classy, but there's a lot of things going on as a, that I've exposed. When you have a crisis, bad also bubbles to the surface. It exposes itself. Evil exposes itself. And there's yeah. a lot, you know who you are out there. If you're seeing this, I'm not going to name no names. And this time I actually won't because I forgot a lot of who they are. <laughs> but, they, but there's uh you know, <laughs> there was, it was been very, it was a lot of fun. You know, I get this week, I just taken it all in because I was able to get the word out for Jesus in each and every interview. So it's kind of like the thing, if you're getting interviewed by bad media, at least they, especially if it's live, there's nothing they can take away. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I mean, they can't, they can't take it away. It's the newspaper articles. If you, you guys all see anything out there in print? And they're, and they're bringing up stuff from my past, too. That's what really is funny, David. They're mm. bringing up stuff from my past. Gee, Mike Lindell was a crack cocaine like, Really? Is that a newsflash? Did you <laughs> buy the book or did you just read it somewhere? I mean, give me a break, you know? Yeah. I mean, these guys, they're, they're fishing. They're on a fishing expedition. I mean, they're putting stuff in there. I go ahead if you want. If, I want to encourage anybody out there that wants to badmouth me or do a piece. Call me up. I'll give you a lot of material. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'll give you material. It's in the book. It's
0: it is good. so. It's so sad that we're at a place in our country where you've got businessmen like yourself, and there's there's been lots of companies that have stepped up to the plate that have gone above and beyond to try to help America during this crisis. But because of your faith. And because of your declaration and because of your supporting the president, the liberal media loses their mind and tries to go at you and attack you with anything negative. It's just disgusting. It's truly, truly disgusting. And surprising? while, while I have, I agree, people aren't evil, right? They can be, they can, they get consumed by evil. It's a spiritual battle we're in. And I believe that we're right. listening to either angels of light and goodness and God or angels of darkness and death and destruction. We're listening to those. They're they're constantly trying to talk to us. And the 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 thing that's just so heartbreaking is so many people are being led by these spirit, these voices of darkness, division, death, and then they're acting on, uh, you know, on those things, and they're attacking individuals that you know. I posted earlier on Twitter. You know, retweet if you think Mike Lindell's an American hero. It's got it got like a thousand tweets, and I don't know how short a time it was barely even up. But people absolutely love and appreciate what you're doing. And then you got the liberal left that I believe are listening to these spirits of darkness and destruction and chaos.
1: Yeah, and it's sad. And it's sad, you know, David. Here's here. Here was my surprise leaving the White House. I have been. It shouldn't have surprised me, but here's. You know, there was um, last election on the 18th, uh, or when it was uh, the 18th election. Uh, CNN did a piece on me two days before the election. I did a. It was like a two day interview and. I got to, one of the best pieces you'll ever read. I mean, I, the gal that did it, You could, anyone out there, you want to look it up? I couldn't believe it. In fact, there was a couple of people that said, wow, she must have got fired. But anyway, <laughs> it was very fair. It said everything. But let me tell you, I wow. got attacked more that day than ever. I got attacked more that day at my pill than any time in history. And you know why? Because it was a newsflash to them. They all knew about my evangelism. But they didn't know about that. I, for some reason, uh, my, the CNN people had not reached out to them. And they go, what do you mean? He backs Donald Trump. And so they just attacked my pillow. We had to turn our Facebook up. This time everyone in the country knows I got the president's back and now I speak out for Jesus. And they're going, what? He's speaking out for our Lord and savior. <laughs> I mean, it's like they did a flip. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't. Well, now, just so I want to say this, everybody. I'm for both. Okay, so uh, anybody out there that's on the left, that's a liberal. Anyone out there, these hosts, I'm for both. If I add something to the pile, I'll send out. I'll send out another message, and we'll put it on the pile. And we can all go out and attack again, and we can keep doing this over and over again while we're trying to get through the worst conditions with a pandemic ever. Yeah, this is very sad, and we need to unite as a country. And I encourage everyone that's even on the fence, just get in this together. This isn't political. Just don't even don't even listen to the garbage out there. We need to get these companies, we need to unite. What you can do at home if you can't don't have a business that can help. Just pray every day. That's all I was saying. Pray, spend time with your families, yes. spend time in the world and make it quality time. You're never gonna get an opportunity like this again with our lives. All the stuff we take for granted, how about take How about spending time with our families and in the word? This is
0: the time. Yeah, such a timely, such a timely message. You know, we're all just self-isolating. And I think we all now have a a refreshed sense of what is and what is most important. Uh, Obviously, we've got families that are out there that need to get back to work. Hopefully they get their stimulus checks. Uh, We're just but, but right now, more than ever, I think is a time that we should have have faith in God. Trust in Him and His yes. goodness. Take Him at His word that says He'll never leave us nor forsake us, and just believe that He'll make all things, even this, work together for our good. I think it's truly, uh, yeah. it's truly a time we've gotta we've gotta press into that,
1: right? And I want to say one thing too, you guys, if any, you look back to any tragedy we've ever had, you know, I don't care if it's the Great Depression, uh, the point, the Tylenol scare when it all went to safety caps, nine eleven. Anything. Look, let's just pull nine eleven. After nine eleven, everything became safer. You went into stadiums; they check you for weapons and stuff. Your airlines became safer. If we wouldn't have had that, it would have been chaos. We don't know. I wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have felt safe going out of our houses. When we get through this, and it's such a suffering, but when we get through, just know that this uh, our president. I guarantee is going to set it up with, with help from everyone and the, the information. Where we, where we are prepared and we are, we're going to feel safer. We're going to be out there. We cook not washing our hands for granted. I mean, we want, you know, I want long term in the long run. This is going to be an amazing thing. Not only are people going to the great revival, but it's going to be a safer and just like I said at the White House and a more secure place to live. And you know what? I'm praying that it's going to be short term here to get and everyone's going to get back to work. The president knows that. We've got to get, we have to get, but he's sitting there every day going, wow, we've got, you know, we got die, people dying here. They say that this is the, this is the week right here coming into that. We're this week here is going to be the worst week. And then I really believe that God's going to give us some answers. Uh, some answers going to come flooding in and we all pray. I think the president said Easter. That was his hope by Easter. Yeah. But you know what? On Easter, I believe it's going to be a great things that happen there that the maybe the announcements made that whatever something great's going to happen on Easter uh, but you know that the, the day that uh, the rec, of the resurrection where we can have hope more than ever and that's it gets there and then after that it's going to be like what oh, the paths are going to be cleared and it's going to be amazing
0: I believe that too Mike I absolutely do let's pray you want to pray with me for everybody that's listening right now let's just pray for those listening that God would just meet them right where they're at and that no matter what's going on in their life, that they would just have have hope. You want, you want me to lead out or you want, to, you want to lead out and then I'll close it out?
1: Go ahead, David.
0: Father, we just thank you. God, we just thank you that right now in this time, no matter what's going on, we can have hope and faith in you because we believe that you are bigger than this. You're bigger than any crisis. You're bigger than anything that could ever happen on earth. And you are a good, good God. This didn't surprise you. This didn't catch you off guard. I don't believe that you cause this. I don't believe that you cause calamity and that you cause sickness or disease. You don't cause those things because you don't have those things to give. Uh, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where individuals do listen to the wrong spirits. They listen to evil and they, they try to conduct things that are against your will. We live in a fallen world. But God, I know one thing is true and certain is that you are good and you are able to redeem everything, every situation, every life that comes to you. And just as Mike and I have both struggled with addiction and have given our lives to you, and you've made beautiful things from our lives, we just we just release and speak and declare that for every person listening right now, maybe that's battling addiction with alcohol or with drugs, no matter what kind of drugs it is, whether it's heroin or meth or Or crack or cocaine. Maybe they're maybe they're battling with pornography. Maybe they're battling with overeating. Maybe they're battling. No matter what the addiction is, you are the breaker of that. And we just release a breaker anointing into their life, an encounter with you into their life. And like Mike has said, uh, let them have a hope match. Somebody come to their mind and their spirit right now that they say, you know what? I have a friend that was also battling this same thing, and I need to reach out to them today and hear how they overcame it, and hear what what they did to get out of it. Uh, I just I just pray that you would release hope matches into the minds and hearts of everybody listening right now, that they would take this time and use this time to press into you, to get clean, to get focused, and to get rightly aligned with you so that you could begin to do the work that you have for them to do, so that you could be able to work on them and in them, and bring them to a place uh, that you have already laid out for them. So I just release that. Uh, and I just bless everyone listening. And I'm just so thankful that you are a good God and that you cause all things to work together for for our good. In Jesus' name.
1: And, Lord, I agree with that in Jesus' name. And I want to ask, I want to say, Lord, for everyone out there, there, there's people out there, Lord, with their fear, they're scared, Lord. Mm. And I would just ask you right now that you reach in, that you replace that fear with your peace, Lord the yes. passes all understanding that yes, you God. fill them with peace lord and you open their hearts to you and they surrender right now to you lord and they yes, surrender God. in Jesus name they get down on their knees surrender mm-hmm. and that peace will come and they and i just yes. pray that for our whole nation lord i pray that that you hear us lord that you hear that we are we are coming back we are coming back to you lord we 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 want everyone, Lord, that you reach out and touch everyone right now in Jesus' name. Yes. And bring peace to our nation and get us back to our lives, Lord. And, and um, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: And, and I just also, we just want to lift up the president. Father, we're so thankful for this man that you placed in office. We're thankful for his heart, for his passion and commitment to our country. And we just pray, pray a blessing, rest, restoration to his rest. I know he's not getting a lot of sleep right now. We just pray that you would multiply the sleep that he does get, that you would just give his body deep rest, him and his wife, Melania, uh, their family, Mike Pence, uh, his bride, the entire cabinet, the entire uh, coronavirus task force. God, we just pray health and wisdom and safety and deep rest and peace to all of them that are guiding us as a country through this pandemic right now. We, you know, one thing I haven't heard yet is anybody ask the president how he's doing. I'm so thankful for him and his heart of service. And God, we just pray that everybody right now on here is agreeing that you would just refresh him, that you would refresh his rest, and that you would keep him safe and continue to guide him with wisdom, him and the entire task force and, and the administration as the, they lead our country through this pandemic. We just release that and pray that in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, friend, if you listen to that, if you prayed, if the, anything in there stuck out to you, and if, and hopefully you felt Holy Spirit, I felt Holy Spirit's presence on that entire prayer. And that is what's different from religion and what we have. We have a relationship with the God of the universe, the creator of the universe that came down in bodily form as the person of Jesus. And even Jesus said, it's, in, it's imperative that I leave so that the comforter can come God's presence here on earth. Is the the unifying factor? It's the factor that says, yes, this is real. Yes, it's it's His revelation to us, and I, I feel His presence all over me right now, and I felt it on that prayer as Mike was praying. So if you felt that, just use that as an opportunity to keep praying, keep pressing into God. Say, God, reveal Yourself to me more. God, reveal Your heart to me, and then show me, you know, where You want me to read in Your book. And pick up a Bible or get the Bible app on your phone and dig into it and take it serious and understand that right now could be the brand new foundation for the rest of your life if you place your foundation on the rock, on Jesus himself and on his word. And if you do that, Mike and I are both testaments to what God can do with a life that was that shouldn't even be here, that should be dead. We both share a lot of stories. Mike actually a lot more than I do on how many times he, he escaped death. But we both escaped death, and we did it because God is good and has a has a plan for us, and we're believing the same thing for you. What do you want to add to that, Mike?
1: Well, I, I you've said it all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just want you know I want this to be an encouragement to everybody out there. This too shall pass, and yes. use it uh, to use it for what we just prayed about, and not just praying for you know, if you're out there and you don't have the Lord, praying for your own salvation, praying for that. Get in the word. We get read those Bibles. Get in there and read the Bibles. And uh if you need uh, you know, reach out for that hope match, pray for our president for wisdom and discernment. And just know that I here's a confidence I want to leave with is think of what it would be if we didn't have all these pieces that were in place. I want everybody to go back about two months in time and think how good things were with the jobs and everything, mm. consumer confidence. Think if we didn't have that hope right now, and when yeah. you talk about just that part, you know, that gives us hope of what we, we knew we could be. Everyone told Donald Trump, you can never have that good of an economy, you can never have this good, you can't do that, all these naysayers, that just makes it go, you know what, people people that do that to me too, I'm going, what do you mean? That's just negative. His optimism and drive, I mean, to get and they have God behind that. And I want to say something to anyone that's out there praying. You know, for me, when I was, God was chasing me, you know, it's in my book. By the way, you can get my book too. That's a book of hope, And I'm not selling it to sell book. I'm selling it to help people out there. But, but they, um, uh, you get that at mypillow.com. Um,
0: mypillow.com. But, they,
1: but, but people, people, let me tell you. I used to pray, when when I was down and out, and you'll see my book, there were many times I was on the last leg, and I'd go, God, get me out of this. Please help me. Please get me out of this, and I'll change. I'll do this and that. Well, there are different things where you pray and they don't come true. You might be praying, for it, but it might not be God's will. And that's why you need to be in the Word, because where is God's will? It's in the Word. And if you're in the Word, now you can be proactive in your prayers. And then you understand where God's will is. And, you know, people ask me questions that I couldn't answer. Would God let this happen? Would God let this happen? You know what? I'm, I'm new to, you know, I surrendered to Jesus Christ, on uh, February 18, 2017. You know, I'm still, wow. the, you know, a growing in my faith. And they said, you know, I don't have an answers, you know, for that. It's God. He's, there's only one God. But we can certainly get to that point, you know, just keep reading our Bibles and getting there and, and stay in prayer. Everybody always asks me, you know, what what can we do? How can I help? Well, there's things that they couldn't help. They're you know, sitting at home, I'm getting flooded with you. just keep praying. Pray and spend time with your families. That's all you can do right now. Yeah, you know, pray for our presence. It's like the prayer you led, David, today. That's beautiful. I mean, that's what people can do. And you guys, it's I just want this to be a big, you know, words of encouragement. That I could only say at the White House in about 30 seconds. And they don't, you know, there's there's evil out there that doesn't want these words of encouragement to be out there because they have different agendas. And agendas and grievance in the way of uh of the of truth and light. We need to just ignore that noise and just go where, you know, go where stay in prayer and go where you where you know in your heart you need to go to. You know.
0: Yes. Mike, so good. Such a pleasure having you on. Thank you for, for following God, for hearing Papa speak to you and give you the unction to write down those notes to then be able to deliver that to the country. I think it was such a message of hope and encouragement to so many Amer- Americans. And then what you're doing also with your company, with My Pillow, Manufacturing Masks buying more masks hopefully 3m will approve that purchase order god is pleased with you our papa is very pleased with you brother he's so excited and i'm I'm so thrilled that you that you stepped into that proper place of alignment in the kingdom with our father so that he could then position you and use you for all these amazing things and i believe that it's still just the beginning we got to get through this pandemic first obviously but god has so many amazing things in store for you my brother and it's truly an honor and a privilege to call you a friend.
1: Well, th- thanks for having me on, Dave. And I want everybody out there to know when, when I, when I gave my life to Jesus, all the burden, all the weights off my shoulders. So mm. well, everyone out there's going, Oh, we gotta, you know, I get emails going, Mike, don't back down. Don't give up. And that, don't worry. I'm in it for the long run. I ain't ever backing down. I'm speaking it out and I've got God. And he, you know, that's who's guiding me. So, thank you all for your support david thanks for having me on your show and and we're all in this together and let's get yes. through it amen
0: yeah and we'll get through it together we absolutely will well thank you uh mike i'd love to have you back on again we'll talk more about the the task force the uh uh the mypillow task force and what you're doing can you want to share just a little bit of, really quick about what your task force is doing currently i know yeah. jack brewer's kind of leading it We've up
1: yeah Jack brewer my he's leaning up It's a task force I have that's uh because we're hearing stuff from all over the country and from the government the needs and we're it's like a it's like a bicycle the hub of a bicycle we're hearing information we're getting it back. This person here, how do I make out how do I do this all these questions and where the needs are we're like on the ground and we're getting that we're trying because I know there's what's needed now, but there's also going to be what's needed from the private sector from other companies. You know what? And, they, and we're engaging both. We're going to go, Hey, you guys can make this. Is there going to be needs into the future? So we're doing this task force is basically we're covering everything. We, I got like hmm. 10 people on this task force, um, to, uh, because it just became such an information center and we're going to yeah. get a website up hopefully by early next week. Just so you can see kind of like a fact sheet, you know, questions that people have. Cause as soon as, as soon as we start getting back to work, People are going to have a lot of questions, especially businesses. And that's what I want to have set up by then so I can answer these questions. I'm getting I'm getting emails and phone and calls from uh CEOs from all big businesses around the country. And they're they're thinking ahead, what do what do we have to do? Well, nobody really knows what that'll be yet. But when it when it comes, at least you'll have a place to go. So that's what my pill task force, what we're doing. And and because I do have I felt led to do it because I do have this big platform a trusted platform and and uh you know we'll get the word out don't worry i'll be going on all the media to announce when that's up and and we'll uh hopefully i'll get attacked because then the word really gets out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure that'll happen brother i'm sure it will well i'll i'll love to have you back on again as well always always a pleasure having you on anytime mike you are a true patriot and i love your passion your spirit And you really do embody what it means to be an American. So thank you so much, brother, for all that you're doing for us.
1: Thanks, David. And thanks for what you're doing. You're amazing. God bless you.
0: Thank you, brother. God bless you. We'll talk soon. So, friends, there you have it from Mike Lindell himself from being in the White House earlier this week, speaking in the Rose Garden, uh, all the attacks, and yet he takes it all in stride. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a religious person or be a believer to see the goodness and the joy that Mike walks in and carries. And that has to make you wonder if God is that good, I think I want some of that. (laughs) So thank you, Mike. Please share this podcast, share these clips, and subscribe to my uh, podcast, The David J. Harris Jr. Show. If you like what you hear here, give me five stars. We'll talk to you next time. God bless you.
1: Bye-bye.